You see, I thought all the while that I would be out of place in this kind of conference. Because five years ago, when I was at your age, no, just kidding. Uh, actually, when I was young, when I was young, I was at your age, and we were dancing. And in fact, the song at that time was just Shout for Joy. And while we were dancing, I was doing like this. And all of a sudden, a pastor came to me and said, and he, hold, and he held my, my tie and said, do not conform into the standard of this world, but be transformed with the renewing of your mind. So all the while I thought, as Christians, we cannot dance. As Christians, we cannot rejoice. We cannot celebrate. But the truth is, you know, I was really trying my best to keep my composure. But while I was holding my, my tie, I was really saying, shout for joy. <laughs> my finger would still would do the, the, beat, the beat so that I would follow the song. But you know, there is a wrong misconception among Christians. They thought that if you're Christian, you cannot dance, you cannot sing, you cannot rejoice. You need to have to have to have to wear a long face because you're a holy people of God. Now, anyway, that's not the topic that I have for this for this afternoon. I have a very limited time, and I was only given 15 minutes and two hours, so I will make use of it as as much as I could. Okay, as much as I can. Actually, when 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 Marty approached me and invited me to speak here, I was a little bit uh, hesitant because I was told that I would be speak. I, I really made myself. I, I really asked him, "Will I be speaking in Filipino?" Because as much as possible, I don't want to speak in English. Not that I hate the language, but the language hates me. <laughs> Actually, it's not as easy as some people think. When I was in Australia very recently, I was with American missionary, and, and if you're from CCF, you would be familiar, you are familiar with this guy. He's, a, he's an American with a very Filipino heart, Pastor Jim Welchen. So when we were there in Australia, he was talking to an Australian guy. And they were both speaking in English, but they could not understand each other. <laughs> and I was wondering why, why they could not understand each other. Then I realized that English depends on the culture where you grew up. And in fact, in the Philippines, the English that I learned is a little bit hard, like bumper to bumper, something like that. And even the Americans could not understand what I was saying when I first did that. So. You have to adjust, okay? You bear with me, especially for those who do not understand Filipino. You bear with me because I'll be speaking a lot of Filipinos. Filipino. Is that okay with you? You have no choice. <laughs> no, but I'll try my best. Actually, I'm so blessed to be here. I'm so blessed to see young people who came here to prepare and hope, uh, prepare themselves to influence the world, especially our country. Because... As Christians, if you truly understand Christianity, Phil Cook and Jonathan Bach beautifully explained it and said, if, if Christianity is a product, these are the promises. Like he said, and this is the answer to our country, and this is the answer to this nation. Look at this. He said that you will live forever. And not only that you will live forever, you will get a fresh start. And you experience unconditional love. You will live, and you will, your life will have meaning and hope and courage to face the future. Your your past wrongs wiped out and you wake up every day with a purpose and imagine experience forgiveness having a friend for life and no expiration date and it's the best part and it's free 
It's free. Now, if you truly understand Christianity, how could you not rejoice? How could you not celebrate? Friends, when I was reading this, I, I, I just realized that this is exactly what we need in this land. You know why? You know, for example, in this country, if you are familiar, almost 10% of the estimated 39 million Filipinos, ages 6 to 24 years old, were out of school children and youth. Why? Because they were married or maybe because of family matters. About 42.3%. Look at this. 500 Filipino teenagers becomes, become mothers every day. Can you imagine? 182,500 every year based on 2018 studies. 24 babies born every hour by teenage mothers. Roughly one out of 10 aged 15 to 19 have begun childbearing. Now look, look at it. And in pornography, the average age of first perpetration of sexual violence is 15 to 16 and is associated with exposure to pornography. Average age of first exposure is 11 years old. Children under 10 now accounts for 22% of online porn consumption under 18. Now, Filipinos rank 15th in the world when it comes to watching porn using mobile devices. Majority or 42% of Filipino visitors are aged between 18 to 24, followed by 25 to 34 at 31%. That was 2015. Now, Philippines 16 in global traffic, first in the world for time spent watching porn. Now, are you seeing the, the picture of the future of this land? Now, 8 out of 10 Filipino kids at risk of online sexual abuse or bullying. 5,200, 10,000 to 19 years old, and around 500 children under age 15 living with HIV. That's Philippines. I'm not talking about other countries. This is about us. This is a great challenge that we have. And as Christians, you are the answer to this land. Because the reason why these people are like this, they were looking for love. They were looking for someone that would love them. And why is that? Actually, this is what I learned. Yesterday, I attended the, the lecture of Dr. Shang. And, and I just, I knew this, but there's a gen, Generation Z. And I said, wow, this is a different generation because the Generation Z, I understand, is the generation of zombies. <laughs> uh, not the, similar to the Gen Zers. But regardless of generation, this one thing that I learned. Every one of us is looking for love. Whether you're from millennials or Melina, whether Gen Z or Generation Zombie, we are all looking for love. And oftentimes, the, the love that we understand is always based on externals, on external appearance. Let me just share this with you. I just read this a while ago, and I let, I'd like to read this with you. This is about a guy, and... I will use the first person uh, pronoun. And since I was a little shy when I was in high school, I did not ask many girls out on dates. So my friend came up to me one day and said, hey, I've lined you up with a great date for Saturday night. It's all set. Who is it? I asked. It turned out to be his cousin, Doris. And I've never, I never met her. In fact, I never met any girl named Doris. Oh no, I said, I'm not going on a blind date. 
Hey, don't worry about this one, my friend said. Doris is a terrific girl. And trust me, she's a real looker. Are you following? Good, because I don't understand what I'm reading. But if you don't believe me, I tell you how. I tell you how if you don't believe me. To get out of the date, if you don't like the way she looks, this is what I do. I go to a girlfriend's door to pick her up, and when she opens the door, and I check her out, and if I like what I see, then great, we're all set. But if she's ugly, I fake an asthma attack. I go, then <laughs> hold your breath. Then, then the girl would ask, what's wrong? And I say, it's my asthma. And so we have to call off the date, just like that, no problem. Well, I don't know, but okay, it sounds easy enough. I'll do it, I said. So I went up to pick up Doris. I knocked on the door, and she came to the front door, and I, looked at, and, and, and I took a look at her. And to my surprise, my friend was right. She was beautiful. Now, can you imagine how beautiful she is? Wow. Wow. I stood there not ex- knowing exactly what to say. Then she took one look at me and went. As in, when he looked at me, he went. <coughs> he forgot. The guy who taught him how to do it is the very same guy who taught the girl. Now, you see. Oftentimes, our acceptance, our feeling of being accepted is based on how our, our looks. And despite the desire for us to be loved, we don't know how to get it. And sometimes the reason why they fell into this kind of thing, because they thought that being, you know, attracted physically, if those people, the opposite sex would be attracted physically, or maybe some, nowadays even the same sex, you look beautiful or you look handsome. Tama? And you think that they loved you. Now, listen to this. The reason why we are looking for love, because we were designed to be loved. You cannot find that in any book unless books were read, books are what, which, are, which, are, which were written in reference to the scripture. For example, if you read Shakespeare without, ref, uh, looking at, without referencing to the scripture, obviously that would be nonsense. But if you look at the book or the Bible, that book alone speaks about why we long for love. Now, the reason why we, we long to be loved is because we are designed to be loved. The world were created because God loves us so much. From Genesis, if you're not familiar with your Bible, in Genesis, every day when God created the world, He was always saying, it was good. It was good. As if every day when He created the light, it was good. When He created the vegetation, it was good. Everything, every day He would say, it was good. Now, how could He say that? Was He congratulating Himself and saying, wow, it was really good. I'm great. No, He was perfect. Obviously, He would always create something good. Tama ba? And how could he say good? There is no point of comparison. He was just creating the world. You know why? Then Genesis chapter 2 verse 15, he said, And 
it is not good for a man to be alone in that he created a woman. In other words, his reference for goodness is the man he created. In fact, he's creating. While he was creating the world, he was already thinking about the man that he would be creating. And he was thinking about that this exactly fits this man. This exactly fits this man. And it was good. It was very good. He was always thinking about us. He designed the world because he loved us. Please tell the person next to you, God designed the world because He loved you. He loves you. He was thinking about you. Unfortunately, men fell into sin. Men fell into sin. And most of the time, they could not really experience that love. Now, let me just ask you, give me an honest answer by just raising your hand. How many of you believe that God loves you? Please raise your hand. Wow, praise God. Now, how many of you believe that He accepts you? He accepts you over there their hands. And he accepts you as, Bill, as he accepts Billy Graham. He accepts you as he accepts Apostle Paul. How about he accepts you as he accepts his own son, Jesus Christ? Oh, you see, little by little, some of your hands are a little bit hesitant. Say, if I don't raise my hand, they might think I don't understand what he's asking. Don't worry. I don't understand what I'm asking you. <laughs> but the truth is this. Most of us, we don't really believe that God accepts us. Because we often, time, we often think that we need to, to do something in order for God to accept us. So listen to this. This is our topic for this afternoon. Be aha tight with the Holy God. Say it with me. Be aha tight with the Holy God. You need to be aha tight. What does it mean? Now, until you are aha with God's love, you would not experience aha in your Christian life. Now, when we say God is holy, we often use the word holy and we think of moral standard. We think of that's right, but that's not enough. Listen to this. What, is, what does holy mean? Holy, from the Greek word kadosh, separate or cut, to be separate above. It is not just being set apart. You need to be set apart above and beyond. Exalted infinity above us, other. As in, other. That's, that, that is holy. Now, here's something beautiful. Look at this. Tim Keller beautifully said this about God. It's talking about the otherness of God. It means when you see His holiness, you realize His beyond, the beyond, and His above the above. If you want to be really practical, when the holiness of God strikes you, you realize He's so superlative, and He's so perfect, and He's so absent of anything crooked, or limited, or distorted, or broken. Then he further said, you're so overwhelmed with this perfection and his purity you realize you cannot trifle with him. You cannot argue with him. You cannot complain to him. You cannot beat him. You cannot avoid him. You cannot ignore him. You cannot question him. Why? All of those things are things we do naturally until you see the holiness of God. The holiness of God is His superlativeness, His above-aboveness, and His beyond-beyondness. Another way to put it is His threatening superlativeness. Remember Isaiah when he saw God and he was shouting, Holy, holy, holy? The, 
And it was mentioned thrice, holy, holy, holy. Because in, in Hebrew, when they mention that thrice, it means you are, it's an expression of superlativeness. Are you following? Unlike Satan, holy, holier, holiest. Tama? Sa, hindi pala sa atin yun. Sa Amerikano yun. Sa atin ganto. Banal, mas banal, pinakabanal. Nakuha ninyo? Yun ang atin. Now, so when you say holiest, holy, holy, holy. So, and when, look at this, when Isaiah saw the holiness of God, the superlativeness of God, he all of a sudden said, woe is me, for I am a ruined man. I'm a man of unclean lips. Can you imagine this guy? This guy is a prophet, the messenger of God. And yet, he saw himself as a ruined man because he's a man of unclean lips. The very strength he has became so weak in the very presence of the Holy God. And to so many of us, we don't understand this. We thought, wow, God is something, you know, you can easily be with. It's okay. No, you don't understand. You will never appreciate to be tied with the Holy God without understanding His holiness. What does it mean? You see, listen to this. Because God alone can love beyond, beyondness. All of the world, the, all of the love that God, that the world offers will always be lacking. You will always, it will never be enough. That's why you are always looking for more, more, more. Only God can really feel the love that you're looking for because He alone has a holy love. Andiyan pa kayo? Tinasabi ng Lord. Sabi, di ko pala sabi ng Lord yan. Sabi ko. God's holy love alone can give the love you long for, which would make you want to bring others along. Now listen, when you think of Christianity, what comes into your mind? Oftentimes, when we think of Christianity, we think of, oh, bawal yan. Oh, you cannot do that. Tama ba? May mga do's and don'ts. Oh, you cannot wear that kind of clothes. Oh, you, you cannot wear... Hindi ganon. Christianity... It's, it, must, it is coming back to, into a relationship, a loving relationship with the Holy God. Look at this. Here's the, at the, in the last days, not, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Why is this so important? Look at this. In, among the Jewish people, when you are intimate, you call the person, on the, you mention the name of the person twice. For example, uh, what's your name po? Huh? Rolly. Oh, Cole. Uh, supposing Cole and I are intimate. I would call him Cole Cole. Di pala maganda pakinggan, no? Pero close naman tayo, eh, di ba? It's okay. But if we're not close, that's bad. Call, call. Di ba? Parang, but if we're close, call, call. So, in, in Hebrew, for example, Abraham, Abraham. They're very close. He's a friend of God. Remember? David or Moses, Moses. They're very close. Friend of God. Remember? So, every time you call a person twice, mean, it means that you're close. You're close. So, and obviously, this is how close they are, supposedly. Amiya. But he who does the will of my father. Now, is the person next to you your close friend? Good. Does he know or she know your, your, the, the plans of your father for you? 
No, you're not that close. This one, they're very close that he knows the very will of the Father. Are you following? They're discussing, they're talking about it. They were, they were very open about it. Now, look at this. Now, and many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, in your name, cast out demons, in your name, perform many miracles? Now, if you happen to see a person who performs miracles, for example, praying for a bald guy, let there be hair, and that was hair. <laughs> and obviously, obviously, you would say, wow, this guy is very close to Jesus. Right? If you look at a person like me, for example, preaching about Jesus, you would even, you can easily say, wow, this guy is close to Jesus. Tama? Kasi he's a preacher. Okay, man? Now, now, casting out demons? Have you ever saw someone who is really demon-possessed? Wala pa? This guy, I witnessed someone, he speaks as if you are hearing a sensor round speaker. He speaks like, a, hello. And the sound is somewhere else. Hello. It's not coming out from his mouth. Is it something beyond a person could do? Then all of a sudden, a guy would come in and say, in the name of Jesus, get out of this man. And he's healed. And obviously he would say, wow, this guy is close to Jesus. Tama? Tama ba? And look at what Jesus said. And then I will declare them, I never knew you. What? And then I thought Jesus is God. He knows everything. How could they say I never knew you? Because the new here means we've never been close. So depart from me. You do you, you, you practice lawlessness because lawlessness here is someone who is very far, living independently from God. He has no concern for what the feelings of his father. He has no concern for the feelings of his Lord because he's never been close. Hello? That's Christianity. I don't care if you're always attending services, but if you're not really that close, in fact, your coming here might even be because you were forced by your parents. And your parents would say, you have no allowance if you don't attend a move conference. <laughs> or maybe your auntie forced you to come. In fact, some of you came here at 7 a.m. Tama ba ako? Papagalitan kayo ng mga nanay niyo eh. Umalis ka na. You better get, you start moving, huh? You go and go attend a move conference. If you don't move, you'll never move again. Look at me, yari kajan. Oh, kaya nung nandito na kayo gulat kayo. Ano to? May paganong ganong pa? Ano yan? Ano yan? Tango, what's wrong? What is this? What kind of conference is this? And maybe you're shocked and said, what are they singing? Hindi ko alam yung kantang yan. Ang alam ko, ano bang kanta na ngayon? Hindi ko na alam ang kanta na. Ang alam ko pa, Papa Don Pritz eh. <laughs> ang tagal na. <laughs> Grabe, nakakahiya. Katuturo lang ni Pastor Joey sa akin nun eh. <laughs> Grabe, listen. Ano yan? Uh, I, I was watching you and you were, what is this? Uh, iba, siyempre, naka-attend na. Di ba? Alam nyo na. Pero iba, saka, ano to? And I'm telling you, this is not about attending. 
It is about having a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus. Without such, there is no real Christianity. You may just have another religion. Unless there is real, as in you are set apart and sweet. Nalala niyo, sino mga nag-boyfriend dito ng girlfriend? Hindi boyfriend, boyfriend. Girlfriend, boyfriend. Sino? Do you remember those days when I was younger when my wife courted me? And I said, yes, remember? <laughs> no, no, just kidding, I'm just kidding. Uh, sa ganda niyan, hindi yan maliligaw, grabe. Ang ganda-ganda na asawa ko. And siyempre, gwapo rin ako. Kaya lang. <laughs> forget it, forget it. I didn't say anything. <laughs> Di ba? There would be a time that you were just together. You know, walking as if you're set apart. And you don't care about the people around you. And you're walking and say, you know, I really... I really, you look so beautiful. You don't even care. And the jeep would pass, the bus would pass, and there's still no transport. <laughs> no transport? You cannot see it because you are so set apart. And that is why even in prayer, remember? Jesus Christ said, if you pray, go to your inner room, spend time with your father in secret. It's a setting apart. It's a relationship that's not being broadcasted. It is something... As in private between you and God. It's something so exclusive between you and the Lord. You may even pretend that you're Christian. But God knows if you have a private relationship with Him. Are you following? Now, that's not my topic. That's just an introduction. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to do. What does it mean? Aha. Let me repeat. Until you are aha with God's love, you would not experience Aha in your Christian life. Let me repeat. Be a hot type with the Holy God. Now, let me just use this passage. And this is something that will really, hopefully, help us understand that what makes God so beyond beyondness in terms of love. Whenever we think of God's holiness, we often think that He cannot be with sinners. He cannot talk with sinners. He cannot spend time with sinners. That's what we think about the holiness of God. And that's very true. The truth is this. He can be with sinners, but sinners would never be able to be with Him because surely they will die. But surprisingly, in Luke chapter 15, now all the tax collectors and the sinners were coming near him to listen to him. Now listen to this. If you read this passage, have you noticed the tax collectors, obviously the tax collectors are like traitors in the land, and sinners, sinners. If you happen to recognize the sinners, meaning to say these are notorious ones. Now, for example, do you see the person at your back? At the, someone at your back. Oh, do you know the person? Can you just tell that person, oh, this guy is a sinner. <laughs> Obviously, you cannot say that because you don't know the person. Right? No. If you know the person and it's very notorious a sinner, it's so easy for say, and he was with the sinners. Can you imagine? Walang lusot eh. Kilalang They were sinners. Tax collectors and sinners were gathering with him. Hindi man lang nag, nag, ano, giving benefit of the doubt. Like, oh, some people are going to him and they're not seemingly reading their Bibles. Diba? Saan man lang ganun eh? The sinners were gathering with him. Now, let's continue. 
Both the Pharisees and the scribes began to grumble, saying, this man receives sinners and eats with them. You see the idea of holiness among these people? They began so judgmental, and they were saying, well, Jesus should have not been eating with these people because he's supposedly a son of God, and if the son of God, he should not eat with the sinners. Are you following? So Jesus Christ gave parables, three parables in this chapter. I will not discuss everything, all the parables, because we don't have enough time. Now, so he shared about the lost ship. And he shared about the lost coin. Then he shared about the lost son. As if Jesus Christ was explaining to them, excuse me, please don't condemn them yet. Listen to this. Some of these people, they were like sheep. And if you happen to, to watch Pla- Animal Planet or National Geography, a geogra- basta ganon, discovery, ano ba yan? Hirap ang English, no? Grabe ha? Now, then you would, you would know. And if you studied zoology, you know zoology? You, you go to Manila Zoo. <laughs> then you study zoology, obviously you have learned that the sheep are the dumbest animal. Okay? And Jesus Christ is saying, come on guys, this, these people may have sinned because they're stupid. They were just so immature. They never thought that they would fall into that kind of lifestyle. They just, they just were, they were just so curious. And there, they hooked, up, they were hooked up to sin, and they could not get out of it. Try to understand. Now, how about a coin? The coin is, you see, it has no mind. Maybe he got lost because of circumstance. Because of the circumstance, he was misplaced. It was misplaced. Remember, coin. Hindi naman eh. So it was misplaced maybe because of the circumstance. They, they were very poor. She, become, she became prostitute. She had no choice. Or maybe she was so poor and she had to, to resort to stealing, to survive. So they had no choice. Well, Jesus Christ was not excusing them. He was just explaining, don't condemn them. They still have hope. And let's go to the worst. The son. He said the man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the estate that falls to me. So he divided his wealth between them. Now listen to this. Now, here is God, Jesus, sharing about a father with two sons. Now, the, the younger son, he was telling the father, Dad, you know, I know that when you die, you will give part of your estate to me, obviously, because you will share that among us, siblings, and... I don't really care if he gets the larger portion because he's an elder son. But you see, Dad, I want it now. I want it now. It was, it was like saying, you know, Dad, I cannot wait for you to die. I want you dead. Now! And that is exactly what most of us are. We are in the now generation. We cannot wait. We want everything to be done now. We want to experience the fun now without really preparing for it. We want the now things of life. We want to experience the now, the now, the experience of husband and wife who are still waiting to get married. And yet, yet you want it now, even without the blessings of marriage. We want it now, now, now. Ganyan tayo eh. And to some of you, you're already looking at your watch and you want me to stop now. And I'm telling you, no. <laughs> now listen to this. So, he divided his wealth. Surprisingly, the father divided the wealth. You know, 
you need to understand in their culture, in the Old Testament God times, if a person is rebellious, he need the parents can present that son, rebellious son, to the elders to be stoned to death. If we would practice that here in the Philippines, <laughs> I believe this place will only be one third. Some of you are already been stoned to death. Hello? Ay, niyo pang aminin. Kunwari, mabait kayo. Di ba? Nasa totoo lang. Ganto naman tayo. Siba naman tayo. Sa kanya, grabe lang, taran. Dad, akin na yung mana ko. Tayo, ganto. Yes, Dad. Yes, Dad. Pagtalikod. Ah. Iba. Iba ang style natin. Pilipino tayo ba eh. Now, balik tayo dito. Balik tayo sa kwento. Now, and not many days later, the younger son gathered everything together and went on a journey into the distant country. And there he squandered his estate with loose living. Obviously, he started living wild. He doesn't want his father to control him. He wants to be free. And obviously, if you surrender the control of your parents or your, of the father, as in, obviously, in this story, it's about God. Once you live a life independently from the control of God, you will obviously look for someone to control you. And that's being loosed. Now, let's continue. Now, when he had spent everything, a severe famine occurred in that country, and he began to be impoverished. What a timing! What a timing! Can you, can you see this? Grabe timing, no? Kung kailang walang wala ka na, saka naman nagtagutom. Sana nagtagutom na may pera ka pa. Diba? I just translated the verse. <laughs> Don't worry. For those who did not understand, I just translated the verse. Now, alam nyo, this is something you need to understand in life. Problem comes with barkada. They don't come alone. They always come by bots. And in fact, some of you, you are already being prepared for this kind of reality. Have you noticed in, your ex- in school, you, you take your, your exams are all scheduled in one or three days where you have to study all the subjects or all at the same time? Diba? Parang sabi, pwede naman mag-schedule one week muna, tas next week, kayo naman, iba naman, kunyari English ngayon, mat naman next week, diba? Bakit naman sabay-sabay kayo, mga teachers kayo? Diba? Parang ganyan eh. Why do you have to take all the exams one after another in, in a week? Or maybe in three days? Ano problema nito may ito? Diba? Parang ganyan. But that is actually a preparation to the reality of life. That you are to face problems as in by batch. Kaya nga, naalala nyo, when the storm comes, when the rain and the flood and the storm, hindi, hindi lang rain eh. Tuloy-tuloy, may flood pa, may storm pa. Then, di ba? Kaya if you are not experiencing any problem now today, don't worry, you will experience it soon. <laughs> Relax ka lang. They will come. It will not, hindi it will not, it will come. No, they will come. Nagkakanilihan. And don't give up. Don't give up. Listen. Now, some people, they will get angry and they will begin to blame. What's wrong with this? My friends left me. How dare them? After all the celebrations, after spending all my money, I spend with them. Look at them. They left me alone. I don't want to live anymore. I'll kill all of you. <laughs> I'm going to give up. Ka. Some people will do that. But here, 
What you need to do when you are in that kind of situation, that is an opportunity for you to be awakened. Look, so he went and hired himself out of the sons of citizens of the country and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. He had to look for work. He had to feed himself. And let's continue. And he would have gladly filled his stomach with the pods that swine were eating. And no one was giving anything to him. No one was giving anything to him. But, but the swine, they had no choice. Siya nagpapakain. And bago niya pakain, I just want to be a cupbearer to you. I'll just taste it first. It's good. And it's really good. <laughs> I'm sorry that I cannot leave anything for you. <laughs> kinain niya na lahat. So kinakain niya, pati pagkain ng baboy. Can you imagine the Jewish people? Just to... These are... The, the swine are considered abominable. Nakakainin niya po? Then papakainin mo pa? Tapos yung mismong pagkain niya, kakainin mo pa? Eating their food? Wow. Ni, ito, miserable nalagay nito. Malabo na to. And alam nyo, to some of us, you're not experiencing that yet. Don't you worry. It is for sure you will. I'm not speaking as a prophet, I'm just speaking to you as a person who understands realities of life. I'm already old in this world to see this. I thought all the while everything would be great that there would be no problem. But I had so many problems. I thought there was none. Di pala. You see, living without God, who really understands who we really are, wow. But you see, some people, they will give up. But this guy, let me repeat, this is a moment for you to be awakened. Awakening. There must be an awakening. If you want to experience the aha, of your relationship, there must be an awakening. What does it mean? Look at this. But when he came to his senses, what does it mean? When he came to his senses, Paul beautifully explained it this way in 2 Timothy. With gentleness and correcting those who are in opposition, if perhaps God may grant them repentance, leading to the knowledge of the truth. And look at this. And they come to their senses. You see, we, the awakening part is this. We need to understand repentance. To so many people, they think, How, why will I repent? I did not do anything bad compared to this guy, compared to this guy. The Pharisees had that kind of idea that they are better and they have the feeling of superiority towards those who are weak. And they were saying, you know, God will answer my prayer because I'm good. I attend services. That's why some of us, we get so frustrated because we come regularly to services, we attend service, we disciple people when it comes to the exam and you cannot answer the exams. And say, God, I've been praying for you. I'm praying to you to help me in this exam to pass. But look at me now. I did everything. I do my discipleship and I could not study well. Lord, help me. And then you would begin to say, Lord, you're so unfair. My disciple who, reg- who does not attend regularly passes the exam. But I failed. Ano yan? May ganun tayong pakiramdam eh. As if God will answer prayers because we're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing that. No, as if our, our relationship is entirely dependent on what we are doing. Andiyan pa kayo? Pakigising mo katabi mo. Sabi mo, andiyan ka pa? Okay. 
Okay, good, good. Kala ko dilat lang eh. <laughs> Hindi ko ba gano'n eh. Baka ako inatake sa puso. Eh, buti. Marami ng bata ngayon namamatay ha. Nakikilig sa service. Now, let's go back. Let's go back. <clears throat> so, the idea is this. The idea is this. Why did... And some people, they would think, no, you, you don't need to repent. You just come to God as you are, you know. You just... God is a loving God. You would often hear this nowadays. You say, God is loving God. You come as you are. You don't need to change. You just need to be who you are. The Lord will embrace you. The Lord will love you as you are. Alam nyo, in fact, there is no hell. Because it's unimaginable for a loving God to create hell for people like them. Now listen to this. Listen to this. That's not true. Real repentance brings transformation. But real repentance is not just admitting that you're sorry of your moral failures. No, that's not repentance. Repentance is acknowledging that sin is not the violating of the rule. It is living a life independent from God. Let me repeat. We need to repent because of our, of our sin because sin is not violation of the rule. It is a relational enormity where you have to admit that you are living your life apart from God. And God has nothing to do with your life. He, you don't want to, for, for Him to, 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 to dictate to you what to do. You will just create a God in your image and you will try to interpret God based on your preference rather than of who God is based on the Scripture. Yun ang malaking problema ngayon. Ang tingin nila sa Diyos, yung kinate nilang Diyos. Hindi na yung just ng Bible. Attended totoo. Kaya ngayon, I, I'm very surprised. I attended a, a meeting about those people. Imagine they were praying, Lord, glorify our time together. And yet, they're living a lifestyle that's not pleasing to the Lord. Hindi ko maintindihan yun. Ako, ha? Ang nyari? Ako, ano ang nyari? Para, di ba, meron ganun eh. Meron pang isa. Na, na, young people. They were interviewed during my time, not your time. During my time, may TV na rin on, black and white. And they were interviewed. Sabi ganun, what happened? How did you get why how did you get pregnant? We prayed about it. And the Lord is there. And because of his love, you know, we fell. What? Do you understand what you're talking about? That is living as in letting God out of your kingdom. Parang sabi mo, I am the king of my life. That is exactly what this young guy did. He was saying to, my fa- to his father, Dad, give me my money. It's not about money. What he was saying is, I want to live independently from you. I, I, don't, want you to, I don't want you to take control of my life. I want to go out and do whatever I want. In fact, that, those are kind of Christians that we have today. I just want to attend the service and that's enough. Okay? Don't ever bother me about the Bible study, about my quiet time, about my prayer. Don't ever bother me about sharing the gospel. You know, that's not my God. Are you still listening? Are you still following? Good. Because I don't. Ulitin ko, ulitin ko. Para masundan ko lang. Tatagalugin ko lang, ha? 
Minsan, ang sasabi natin, Lord, ito yung Christianity gusto ko. Huwag mo tong pakilaman. Ano, bakit ako susunod sa'yo? Bakit ako magdi-disciple? Bakit ako, ano, Lord? Ang Christianity, alam ko, I just live for the Lord. I am happy. I sing to the Lord. That's enough. Okay? And I don't sin. No. Living independently from the Lord, you have to repent. That's sinning. Hello? Andiyan pa kayo? Okay, let's continue. Let's continue. In fact, even following the rules may also mean that you're controlling God. Tingnan niyo, tingnan niyo yung brother. Let's go to, uh, let's go in advance with the story. Then he said to him, your brother, your brother, remember, has come and your father has killed the fattened calf because, the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. And look at what happened. And he became angry and was not willing to go in. And his father came out and began pleading with him. Look at what he was saying. Look at the brother. The brother is seemingly very obedient to the father. Tama? Tama? The elder brother. He was very obedient to the, bro- to the father. And look at what he said. Sabi niya, what? They're celebrating? I don't want to get in. I don't want to enjoy. I want to join them. And sabi niya, he was embarrassing his father in, in public. He was telling them, Wala akong sa I don't care about your celebration. I hate you, dad. You, you're supposed to be celebrating this. You know, this guy. I hate this guy. Look at it. Let's continue. But he answered and said to his father, Look, for so many years I've been serving you and I've never neglected the command of yours. And yet you have never given me a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friend. Ano siya sabi niya? Ano notice niyo? Nakita niyo yung look? Anong punctuation mark? Exclamation! Sa Tagalog, tingnan mo! Patapang, ha? Sino yung sinakausap niya? Tatay niya. Look! <laughs> sa Tagalog, tingnan mo! Ako, ha? Naglilingkod ako sa'yo ng taon! Taon! Ganit, ganit eh! Wala akong sinuway sa inutos mo. Grabe, oh. Pero hindi mo lang ako binigyan ng kambeng. Ang <laughs> lumit, no? I'm just translating it in Filipino, okay? I'm just translating it. Ang sabi niya, so, parang man lang magdiwang kami ng mga kaibigan ko. You're so unfair. <laughs> yun ang sabi niya, naman sinyo? You know what he was trying to do? He was trying to control God or his father by his obedience to the law. He was saying, Lord, you have to suppose you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this, because I am obeying you. What they're both saying is this Father, we don't really like you. We just want the blessings that we can get from you. One is by leaving you, and the other one is by just following you. But both of them, they don't really want the Father. They want independence from the Father. And both of them were just trying to use the Father and control the Father. One is by obedience, the other is by disobedience. Either way, they're both sinners. Andiyan pa kayo? Kaya akala natin, kaya ang pinakamalaki repentance dito, Remember, he was answering the issue about these Pharisees condemning the sinners. Tama? Ano siya sabi niya? Kaya hindi ka nagre-repent eh. Kasi you think you're okay. Because you think you, you, you follow the Lord. But the truth is, 
God has no control of you. You're just following the rules. And I'm telling you now, you love your neighbor. You love these people. Help them. Tell them how to live. And yet, you're not doing anything. And you're even condemning them. That is exactly what's happening here. They need to repent. And look, when this son of yours, now, how will you say it? Kung kapatid mo yan, mahal mo yan. And my brother, and he came. Thank God. Ito. And this son of yours, yung anak mo, yung Tagalog, grabe no? Nakikita niyo ba yung galit? Diba? Parang ano yan eh. Sa, pag may, sa mag-asawa yan, sa mag-asawa, kapag galit ka sa, pag mag-tuntua ka sa anak mo, if you're, if you're very fond of your children, you say, look at our children, they're cute, they're cute. Diba? Pero pag asar-asar ka, look at your child. Look at your son. Ito <laughs> e, naman kapatid. Diba? Pagka masaya kayo, no, dad, kapatid ko yun eh. Dad, sister ko yun eh. Pero pag asar, itong anak mo, Ang kapal! Parang, wala, parang they have no relationship. Remember? As if he was saying, he has nothing to do with me, I have nothing to do with him, he is your son, not my brother. Are you seeing? That's the situation. And he even said, and he devoured your wealth with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him? Wow. Now, now, Another thing that you need to repent on is this. Listen, let's go back. But when it came to his senses, the awakening part, how many of my father's hard men have more than enough bread, but I'm dying here with hunger? What have you noticed? What happened to this guy? This guy left his home. While the older brother, he was in the house, but he was not at home. Why? What, what, does it, what, what makes it so different? See, this is the home that God wants us to understand. This guy, he lived on his own and he was, not, he was very away from home and he was so worried because he has no father to feed him. And he remembered, my father, he feeds the hard men. He's very good. I would just rather be a slave to him rather than living like this and because he was away from home. You know that you're away from home because you can. You are so worried about life. You're so worried about your future. You're so worried about so, your love life because you're afraid that there is no father who would assure you that I'm here for you, my son. I'm here for you, my daughter. You don't have to worry because I am here. And you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That's home. And then pa kayo. Let me just share with you a little about myself. When I was younger, my dad called me Bobong. You know why Bobong? My, my siblings, valedictorian, honorable mention, and I am the junior. My real name is Rito. Rito. Layo sa Bobong. My nickname is Bobong. Sa Tagalog, Bobong is a possessive noun like bobong sucking. Parang sabi mo, among all the sucking, he is stupid. Remember the word bobo? Andiyan pa kayo? For those who do not understand Filipino, bobo is stupid. And among the sucking, he is the dumbest. 
And I carried that in my brain. I was saying to myself, Lord, I was not a Christian. I was angry. And wala akong positive na narinig sa mga magulang ko. They would all, they, they will never, the parents would say, ang cute-cute niya, ang pogi-pogi niya. Walang ganon. Ano narinig ko? Nog-nog, baluga. I had a family, but I had no home. Are you following? But I thank God. You know why? I was very insecure guy. I have full of inferiority complex. Krabi, napaka negative ng paningin sarili ko. I could not even raise my hands during recitation because I'm afraid that I would be embarrassed. The reason why I don't want to speak in English because the, th- the last time I spoke, in fact, when, when my dad was still alive, he was a very loving guy. And yet, when he was still alive, and the first time he heard me speak in public in English, he made me say, he set me aside and said, don't ever speak English again. You're so embarrassing. And I would never forget that. That's why I don't want to speak English as much as possible. That's why I promised myself, ako English, never. <laughs> now, listen, listen. But I thank Jesus. You know why? He came to the rescue. He gave me a home. And this is what he said. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I love you. I love you. And it's beyond, I could understand. And he was saying, I am here for you. It was a great awakening for me. That's why I came to Jesus and said, Lord, all yours. All yours. Hello? Because since then, I stopped courting women. Tumigil na ako. And they started courting me. No, just kidding. <laughs> Joke lang. <laughs> Alam secreto? You don't need them. You just trust the Father. And the Father gave me the best. Oh. You see, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. He was saying, I'm dying with hunger because I had no home. And not many days later, the younger son gathered. Uh, sorry, what happened to this? Uh, look at this. And he live a loose living. He has no control. Here's the awakening part. Friends, you know whether God is, has a control in your life. You know that. You need to be awakened. Are, is God really in control of your life? Now, the reason why most people, when they challenge you to go discipleship, you would often say, I don't like that. I'm very, you know, I'm a very shy guy. The truth is, because you don't want God to take control over your life. You want your feelings to control you. You want what people will say about you to control you instead of what God is telling you to do. If He's in control, you would be surprised on what God can do for you and through you. Be awakened. Until you are aha with God's love, you would not experience aha in your Christian life. Let me repeat. Be aha tight with the Holy God. Second thing is humility. Humility, why is this so important? Look at what happened here. 
I will get up and go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven. And so he saw himself not sinning only to the father, but he sinned against heaven. Like David, he saw that he was sinning to, against God and God alone. But it did not stop there. Look at this. He was thinking of what he would tell the father, and he was practicing his speech. And he was saying, in your sight, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired men. As if he was trying to tell, he was, he was preparing himself to convince the father and tell the father, Father, you better accept me no longer as a son, but as a hired son, a hired, a, a, a hired man, a hired servant. And he's beginning to, to process a promise, telling to father to accept him. And we often do that. We often do that whenever we repent, whenever we come to God, we often think of promises. Like, Lord, from now on, I will never do that again. From now on, I will do this. From now on, no, that's not what God wants you to do. I want, God wants you to be humble enough to admit and to accept His terms more than your term. Hindi yung term mo, yung term niya. Anong sabi niya? So he got up and came to his father. Look at this. While he was still long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion for him and ran and embraced him and kissed him. Look at what happened here. Did he give his speech already? Nag-speech na ba siya? Ay, hindi pa? Ano ginawa ng tatay? Malayo pa lang. Oh my son! He ran. Slow motion. And embraced. Dad, don't you know that he smells so bad? He smells like a swine. It doesn't matter. He's my son. Embrace and even kissed him. It's like a beauty and the beast. Isipin nyo in famine, no haircut, no everything, no legal, no goalie. Wow. Well, paglabi. Yung dad, niyakap agad. Hindi ka mo na, na, dad, wait, 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 wait. I still have a speech. Hindi <laughs> pa tapos. Tinan mo. Wait, wait. And, Father, I have sinned against heaven. And in your sight, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. You know, that's what we often think. That God should, should love us because we have already promised him something. No, God is saying, no. The mere fact you realize that you need a home. I am your father. I'm embracing you not because you promised me anything. I'm embracing you not because you promised that you stop from sinning. I'm embracing you because you are my son. And look, and look at what he said. But the father said to his name, look, while he was saying all of this, quickly, bring out the best robe. Come on, put it on him. Give him a ring in his hand. Give him sandals on his feet. He's giving all the rights of a son to this guy. And you know, it takes a lot of humility to do that. And you say, you mean to say I'll not do anything? You just put this on? I just have to take a bath? You know, Oftentimes, it's so hard to accept that you cannot do anything to please God. It's so humbling to realize that God accepts you not because of your performances. That God accepts your worship not because you are jumping and dancing. He accepts you because He loves you as His child. Hello? Anjan ka pa? Pakisayang sa tabi mo, kahit tulog ka, mahal ka ni God. The moment you realize you need His 
authority over you. The moment you realize that He is your Lord, that He is your Father, has an authority over you, then God is always there telling you, come, not with your promise, but with my promise. You see, God loves us not because we repented. The guy repented. Not, he, God, he repented because the father loves him. Remember, from the very beginning, he was willing to sell everything and divide the property with his brother because he loves him from the very beginning. And he knew the very character of his God, that his father, that his father feeds the hard men. He knew that his father was good. And let's continue. And bring the fattened calf, kill it, let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. And they began to celebrate. Diba? Minsan, hirap. Paano pa ako magsiselebrate ito? I disappointed God. I have sinned against God. It takes a lot of humility to celebrate and accept. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for loving me despite of who I am, despite of, in spite of who I am, despite of, despite all the boo-boos that I did in my life, Lord, I will celebrate. Nakawa? Letter M. And O. And V, Lord. All for you. All for you. I'll celebrate. That's humility. To accept the condition of God rather than placing our own personal condition towards Him. And until you are aha with God's love, you would not experience aha in your Christian life. Be aha tight with the Holy God. And finally, you need to take action. You need to take action. What does it mean? So he got up and came to his father, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him. Look at this. He got up. It's not just trying to meditate and think about it. He had to get up. Not only to get up, look at this, but quickly bring out the best robe and put it on him. Ring. Now, this is oftentimes what happens to most of us. When we come to God, we say, I received a letter. In fact, I received a letter recently. He wanted to kill himself. Why? Now, to so many of you, don't, feel malicious about this. He said, I could not stop masturbating. And he's so guilty. And you know, the Lord will no longer forgive me on this. You know, the problem is this. We focus too much on the sin and we don't focus on your new identity. This is the action. You have to put new robe, a new ring, a new sandal. Are you following Every day of your life, you welcome your day, reminding yourself, I am now the son of my father, the son of the living God. I now belong to the family of God. I put on this robe. I put on this ring. I put on these sandals. I belong to Jesus. Because every time we welcome the day without really realizing who we really are now. You belong to God. It takes a lot of action to come and say, I belong to Jesus. I remind myself of that every day. I put on the robe of Jesus. I belong to the King of Kings. And then, I put on my ring, praying, God, thank you for this. Thank you. And Lord, thank you for the new sandals where I can go wherever you want me to go. 
because I belong to you. And I celebrate! Nakuha ninyo? Can you start your day with celebration? You start your day, every day, celebrating with God, worshiping Him. That develops being tight, aha, tight with the living God. Kaya marami sa inyo frustrated in your Christian life because first, you think of your Christian life based on your own effort and not on the effort of God. And now, you try to please God by your own strength. And God is telling you, no, my son, you need to remember who you are. You're not the yesterday call. You are the new call. You have a new call. A new call. A new call. You belong to Jesus. Let's continue. And bring the fattened calf and start celebrating. How many of you celebrate a day, every day with Jesus? But you can say, every day with you, Lord, is sweeter than the day before. Every day with you, Lord. It's sweeter than the day before. Eh, iba sa atin, pagkita ay, papasok na naman, makakainis, pupunta na naman ako sa school. No! Every day with Jesus going to school, I am a new person. I am there to represent Jesus. I will give my best. Amen? I have a new robe. I have a new sandal. I have a new ring. I belong to Jesus. And look at this. And look at what he said. And now his older son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing, and he was very angry. And yet the father said, Son, you've always been with me, and, that's, and all that's mine is yours. Oops, what's this? God is saying, New son, you might think it's free, but the truth is not. It's so costly. You see, the elder brother, he owns everything. The robe that you're wearing belongs to your brother. The ring you're bearing belongs to your brother. The, the sandals you're wearing belongs to you. Everything's mine is, belongs to your brother. And you don't have anything anymore. You're totally nothing. Tama? But now, I'm bringing you back as my son. But though your brother here is very stingy, you have a real brother who was naked, stripped naked so that you would have a robe to wear. Whose, hand was, whose hands were nailed so that you have a ring to wear. Whose feet were nailed so that you have sandals to wear. That is our brother who owns everything and willing to give up everything for you and for me. And that's our Jesus. And you know what Jesus is saying now? Now, we have to celebrate and rejoice for his brother of yours was dead and has begun to live and was lost and has been found. You know what God is saying now? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old is passed away. Behold, the new has come. And the wonderful part, now all these things are from God who reconciled to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Look at this. From dead to a new person and now has a ministry, the ministry of reconciliation. And look at what he said. And namely that God was in Christ reconciling to the world to himself, not counting the trespasses against them. Are you in sin? Oh, not counting all the trespasses against them and he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. You cannot reconcile people back to Jesus unless you yourself are reconciled. That's why he said, therefore, we are ambassadors of Christ as though we were making an appeal. Through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ. Be reconciled to God. Then, he made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God. 
in Him. You know what God is saying? I accept you as I accept my son. To me, because of Jesus, because you are covered by Jesus, you are my beloved son, my beloved child in whom I am well pleased. He accepts you. Now, if you feel whatever people think about you, listen to this. Learn to keep on coming near and listen to Jesus. Okay? Let me repeat. Shall we, shall we just, read, just read this together? Until your aha with God's love, you would not experience aha in your Christian life. Now listen. Be aha tight with the Holy God. Be aha tight. Ano aha? Be awakened. Be humble. And take action. Tayo pong lahat ay yumuko at pumikit. Friends, I don't know you, but you know yourself. You know your real condition, whether you're really living independently from the Lord. And you know what? To some of you, you're still young and you think that everything is just fine. But some of you are already feeling the destruction creeping in to your life. Don't wait for the worst to come. Surrender your control to the one who really knows your future, to the one who cares for you more than you care for yourself, to the Holy One who is beyond beyondness, who loves you beyond your imagination. Friends, surrender yourself to Jesus who died for you. Be awakened to the fact that sin is not about rules. It's all about your relationship with the Father. Is He really in control of your life? And it's being humble enough to admit that you cannot do anything about it. You just have to receive it, accept it by faith, and live it out as you take action in believing that you are a new person, that you are now one with Jesus. You are no longer alone, but one with the Holy God. That is aha Christian life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for this wonderful time that we have together. And I pray that you will allow everybody to have an aha tight relationship with you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you.